Welcome to K4S, the podcast show where smear students from all faculties come together and share relatable stories. I'm your host, Andrea Berry. I have a dream that one day... Rastaman mean that we black people recognize our identity and go and keep it. You can kill me with your hatefulness, but just like life, arise. In today's episode, you're going to listen to the real stories from five young, black, and gifted huskies. Regardless of the current adversities, they are here to nourish you how it's like living in a world where the color of the skin has been the target for over 400 years. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. This one is all about embracing unity community, like bring us up either like black women and also black men at the same time, not like letting us up divided kind of thing. Like how important is the community for you? Mm. Uh, I think it's like extremely important. As black men, like there's two sides of it, tearing down black women mm -hmm. or just like supporting them. But I think that side that's tearing down black women is the side that we need to address. Because mm. that's like, if you think about it, everything that's wrong in the black community, we didn't create for ourselves, mm -hmm. it was uh, the effect of colonialism, mm -hmm. why we think the way about ourselves. It's the same thing with like skin bleaching, why we straighten our hair, why we do so many things. Mm -hmm. It's important to recognize, learn behavior and taught yeah. behavior from our history mm -hmm. and learn how to like dismantle that moving forward, like how to teach your kids how to behave or what's wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think we have to start supporting black owned businesses. Yeah. If we put the money back into black, then it will come to the community. Yeah. Like, um, what guy was it? You ever heard of Mikey Williams, a basketball player? Mm. So he wanted to go to uh, HBCU University. Mm -hmm. Instead of like one of those big ones, because I thought, okay, that's perfect, because now you're putting a number one recruit or a top recruit into those schools. They get the money, they get the TV streams, and now you're putting the money into black teachers, black mm. professors, black presidents. Mm -hmm. So mm. it's all about giving back to the community and creating more sustainable wealth for the next generation. Yeah. Mm. I feel like also that needs to change, but it's like when you go to the environment, be who you are. Yeah. Don't pretend to be like Karen. So right. <laughs> yeah, you need to be like your own technical stuff so that they get used to it. Because if you keep on downplaying yourself just to fit into a white man's world, then that. Um... What do you think about that, Nick? I agree. Just be yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. I like these icons a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here, uh, he invented the light, the traffic lights, right? Mm -hmm. So, and he also invented one more thing. Is either the elevator, fire extinguisher, or gas mask. Do I can I go? Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with C. C gas mask. B B fire extinguisher. I'm gonna go A because he did something with electricity and like technology, so I'll go A. Okay. I know, right? No. Can I change? Yeah, you can. No, you can't. I'm going B. B. Okay, fire extinguisher. I'll go with you. I'll go with A. A. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> he knew. I knew he knew. You knew, right? <laughs> this guy. Oh yeah, I know my history. Y'all think I know my history? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
what it's like to be a 21st century black man from here living in Halifax for you? When you were born, this side of town before is not as much. It was more black, like the north end was a little bit more mm. black. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you cross that line, police, of Quimple, the police station, really, <laughs> police station's yeah. right there. When you cross yeah. that line of Quimple, it's a different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Going to school, a lot of people they don't know you're growing up, waking to mm. cops knocking, knocking, raiding your house. Oh yeah. Or you hear gunshots in the back here. In other communities, especially in higher community classes, mm. there's like a, a relationship, a friendship. Oh yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Here it's like a. It's, a, it's like it's pulling a, teeth. Yeah. We're pulling teeth. Yeah. You're doing. You're gonna. You're gonna worry about a little thing, but there's other things going on. Like it's tough. It's mm. tough. It's really tough. What it's like to grow up in the 21st century as a black man is having to deal with the consequences of the 20th century, mm. right? So like from being here, like. Um, the fact that like all my ancestors here got like the worst land and like in the worst location. I walk around Halifax and you've probably seen it. You see all these historic properties and so much is historic. Everything is like so celebrated because it's historic. And then you have communities across the harbor that are they've been here for the, since the 1700s. And some of these houses are like super old houses. You know, there's a bunch of things that are like such big cultural things that have been here for so long. And in any other community, they would be celebrated and uplifted and like marveled. People would be coming in to see them and check them out. And then because it's in a black community, it's like purposely put to the side and purposely kept to the side physically and mentally for, for a lot of people. Doing all this gentrification. Yeah, all these things, up, right? Updating all this area and Halifax and these areas, but yeah. North Preston needs help. Yeah, so and it hasn't gotten any help like that. And I don't Moses. even know when, you know? Yeah. North Preston is the oldest and biggest black community in Nova Scotia. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. same people who like think this way and kind of like perpetuate this hate yeah. it are the same people who think us living down in the Caribbean and us, you guys living in Nigeria living like, they think we live on the beach in these huts. Yeah, stereotypes. We have nothing. They can come to terms that it's different. So when it's different, they call it uncivilized yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. because yeah. Like, civilized. Yeah. that brings it back to the microaggressions that yeah. you're talking yeah. about that people just say slick shit like that to you and think that you're just gonna laugh it off yeah like i had someone at work tell me that he thought my dad was a black jamaican guy who goes to japan to sell dough when yeah. in fact that's i had a similar yeah. story i was at the farmer's market and you know how the cruise people come in mm. and this guy literally walked up to me at the shelf why walk and he's like, do you sell weed? And I was like, wow. There's like people like us who come from different countries. Yeah. And then people like you guys who grew up here. Yeah. And yeah. even though we're all black, like it's still different experience. We come here and we learn about it and we're like, holy shit, like I'm gonna be part of it too. Yeah. Like there yeah. everybody's gonna look at me as a black person, which I am, yeah. Yeah. even though I'm not Canadian. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. like people like you guys who grew up here and your yeah. history is here, you're generations and generations and generations of like mm. family that grew up here and you still it's just part of your everyday you know what i mean like yeah i know i think it's just important for everybody to understand the society that you grow up in. Mm -hmm. Me included, my parents included, my grandparents included, everybody. And then once you understand the society that you grew up in and how that affected you, then it's your responsibility to decide how you interact with that society mm -hmm. in good or bad ways, right? And I think anyone, if they take those steps where they say, okay, maybe I grew up in a small town that was like very racist, mm -hmm. that had a lot of microaggressions, maybe I've even been, you know, not the best, you know, 10 years ago. That's where I came from. So what am I gonna do in order to be better now? Uh. This dude right here, 
He oh, invented yeah. one of these three thingies right here. Either speakers, microphone, and keyboard. By the way, the last three items it was also also invented by black people. Oh. Like yeah. the ele elevator, the fire extinguisher, and the you see, I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I was asking how to do that. Go with A. A speakers? That's not the beats by Dre right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a hard one. This is low a hard one. Oh, microphone. Microphone? I'm going I'm going keyboard. Keyboard? I'm going with microphone. Microphone. Uh, speaker. Speaker. Yeah. Who said microphone? Alright, second round. G. There's this thing on Instagram, I really like it. It's like you show up different type of scenarios. Right. Yeah. Or like for example, if someone says, Oh my God, Ria, you don't even sound black. That makes me feel like when someone says, Oh, you don't even look Jamaican. <sighs> what does what does a black person sound like? What does... You could be from anywhere. You have a Spanish accent. Yeah, yeah. You have, like, we all have different accents. Or what about, I only date black men or black women. Yeah, like for example, you touch... Yeah, if a yeah, chick yeah, told you yeah. that, like, yeah, yeah, that nah, he was like, oh. yeah. For example, if a, if a chick tells that to you, what, how, how would that make you feel, like Nico? It's weird. It'll make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. It'll make you really feel uncomfortable at first. Mm. But then you would have to ask questions: Why? What are these reasons? And you have to tell them and break it down. And then you would probably rebuttal them. It's just at that point, I would just feel weird if a woman came up to me just randomly just said that to me, or mm. we had a conversation about that and they led to that mm -hmm. it just feel weird when you say statements like that mm -hmm. that are just the best on things outside like just like skin color and stuff mm -hmm. you're limiting so many opportunities that you could yeah. be having and not just the whole black man thing just many other decisions in your life mm -hmm. to say something like that and the tongue is very powerful for you to say something mm -hmm. like that actually i should ask you guys is racism does it have to do just the outward expression of it or the unconscious biases. As he was saying, micro, micro, microaggressions. microaggressions. Yeah. We have people who have these microaggressions, such as like, I only date black men, or or you're 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 talking white, you know, or that's what black people do, right? There's this fine. one that said, "You will be fine. You're a strong black man." I hate the fact that they think like we just because we're black, we have to like we have this power because we have been back yeah. in the days like. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, no. Like I can't ask you for help. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be able to literally do everything. Like yeah, for real. No. I think there's a time they expected like black women to actually live up to that standard. So yeah. you yeah. just have to be strong no matter what. You can't express any form of emotions because even when we express it of anger we're called angry or anything right so and people be like when you come here about something you'll be like you're fine you're a strong black woman i know right <laughs> and i'm just like yeah. i'm allowed to cry i was talking this with my friend the other day i think some of them when you're trying to say words or phrases that you know they cross the line yeah. some of them they are not aware of why this word actually crossed the line like yeah. for example it's either i don't know like are you guys able to like explain it yeah i think i think um you do have some people that like their hearts in the right place, you know what I mean? But they'll say things that are offensive and they, to them, it's not offensive. Maybe maybe their black friend they say that to laughs along with them so they don't think it's offensive. Mm -hmm. But the issue here is that when you say something like, oh, it's okay, like I have a black friend, I'm not racist, mm -hmm. you're putting your reputation in the moment ahead of the harm that's being done. Facts. Like well, your first thought should be, like, did I offend you? How did it, it, how did that offend you? Like I didn't mean to offend you. Your first thought shouldn't be protecting myself from uh, from being the person who just offended somebody. 
you have to finish the line of oh, the song. Okay. It's a classic though. Okay. We're talking about Biggie and Pac, or we talking about? I'm talking about classic. Let, let me show you. Oh, you ready? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it, and once we <laughs> stop it, you guys have to keep going, okay? Just one sentence, though. There's this tweet on Twitter that says this world doesn't move without black creativity. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah, period. Black creativity is so ingrained in culture, mm. you know? We are creative, like we like to dress up, like we like to be loud, like we like to be expressive like in our day-to-day -day activities. And so I think because it's so ingrained in our culture, then we just ingrain that in the rest of the world's culture, right? Yeah. Um, but we don't, we don't recognize that in terms of the value of that mm. enough. Um, and so I think if we really look at that as the value and, and really talked about the impact mm -hmm. that we have in that avenue, then that can open up the discussion and the impacts we can have in other ways. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite for the culture moment or black girls, black girls magic moment of all times? It doesn't need to be like a moment, it can be just mm. one artist or singer or Bob Marley. if you listen to the lyrics like the Rastafari movement really is about black liberation people on the outside in America and stuff look at Bob Marley and they love his music but they don't even know what it represents and it's, yeah. it's, it's black empowerment and for us to like not one but what's the lyric like we can't only us can free our minds that's basically what he says mm -hmm. it's, it's a Marcus Garvey reference yeah mm -hmm. how about you guys what is your favorite for the culture moment of all times we probably put ourselves in a box or said, uh, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. think about it growing up, I only wanted to play basketball, mm -hmm. I only wanted to be her rap. <laughs> Especially in North America, the culture, you know, when you go yeah. in the project or the hood, you basketball, mm -hmm. basketball, football, sports, or rap. Mm -hmm. Or oh, rap, yeah. But he gave you the, he opened your mind and said, okay, you can be a president, mm -hmm. you can be a doctor. Yeah. You, you can whatever be whatever you want to be. You can do literally anything you want in any avenue. Whatever interest you have, pick it, find it, find a passion, just go with it. So and you can be the best. You can even be the top. Yeah. Him and Michelle Obama. And now, oh, yeah, now it's time for him to go back. Yeah, I know. I would probably say Rocky Jones. So for people who don't know, Rocky Jones is like a big um, black activist here, um, like back in the day. And the thing for me with Rocky Jones is like, he died in like 2013 and I didn't even know who he was until like probably two, maybe three years after that. And and continuously now I keep hearing about all the things he's done. Like like there's a, maybe there's like a black program at Dalhousie and I found out he's the one who started it. There's like a really big like law, law case in like Canadian history and he was the one who like represented the guy. Like I hear all these stories and it's like I've only, I've never even met this guy. I just had to, he has such this legacy that lives on even past his like actual physical existence, you know? I don't have a specific for the culture moment, but mm. for me it's recurrent. Every time I every time I get to watch Trevor Noah do his thing. Yeah. Did you see him here? What's that? Did you see him when he came here? Oh yeah. Okay, I did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had to. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, but every yeah. time Trevor Noah does his thing, that's yeah. that's it for me. Yeah, for sure. Um I guess for me, 
like how African music is just like entering every platform. Yeah. It's yeah. like Afrobeats. Yeah, Afrobeats yeah. is just like, you know, becoming everywhere. And then there's also Chimamanda Ngozia Achebe. Yeah, she's a very powerful writer. Well, in my perspective, I think it's a mix between Serena Williams and Issa Rae. Yeah. Uh, both yeah. females are the greatest, in my opinion. Like, what Serena is able to do in and off court for us, black females, mm-hmm. and also for the black community is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. More than two decades still playing know, tennis. Yeah, like, I know, yeah, I know. It's unheard like of, nothing. unthinkable. Like, yeah. for real. I, I actually personally saw her in... Just the credits yeah. for me. And also it's a rare because I think uh, the entertainment industry for the black community is kind of like our spot. Because like anytime yeah. we like drop a movie or like drop a show, it's like mm. B.I.G. So I think yeah. she's able to like show Utilize our experiences that. in like a way that looks funny, looks relatable. I, I love that kind of and vibe. Authentic. You know? Yes, sir. Did you watch Awkward Black Girls? Oh, yeah. to all KFRS day ones and new members of the squad Snoozy, Emily, Ben, Ruth, Mitch, Maddie, Tad, Ruby and Rudro thank you for always showing love and support all the way shout out to the loot for letting us host the episodes at your store you guys rock and last but not least thanks to you for joining us in this new episode thanks for people like you you're making black lives matter by listening to this episode right here right now please help us share this episode so that it can reach out to more people and if you like you can also comment in the comment box in our instagram page finish the line my favorite part of hashtag KFRSBLM podcast was when Don't forget to subscribe start some love connect enjoy the conversation bias me your students force me your students i'm your host andrea berry and this is k4s, K4S.